to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Often, we find ourselves asking this question just time and time again. Does God hear my prayers? Well, I'll be the first to tell you that he definitely does, and we I am your proof of that. Matter of fact, when I tell you that uh, God answers prayers, I, it is not a joke. It is uh, it's, it's something that I would just urge you to take so serious. And the reason being is, you know, too often we feel that that we're missing something. We feel that we've had opportunities just fall by the wayside as we seek answers to things or really answers to questions that, and this is going to sound so contradictory, um, that we don't even know to ask. And when these things happen in our lives, we find ourselves at best juxtaposed or even confused as to, you know, what do I do? How do I do it? When do I do it? As a matter of fact, is God even listening to me? Well, I'm sure to tell you that he is always listening to you. There is a, um, there's proof. There is definitely evidence that he is listening and God does care. What happens for many of us is that we get so just baffled that it, it almost it, it, it's nonsensical in us in some ways that we we feel that we're left alone. We feel that we have uh, not one ad not one asset working at, uh, in our favor. We feel that there are things that we've searched for time and time again only to find ourselves alone and yet still lonely. Nothing can be further from the case. As a matter of fact, um, when I was doing this show, I had a couple of people ask me, well, Doc, what what is your show going to be about today? The show Sunday night is, uh, you know, was really getting us closer and closer to manifesting our potential and to getting that which we deserve in life. Well, it's about time, isn't it? Isn't it beyond the moment in your life that you actually deserve to be happy, that you finally deserve to have something to show for your life other than this this set of circumstances that we've haphazardly struggled through? You know, as we get older, we become more and more dependent on things that we cannot see as a child, it is not uh, unusual for us to have the opportunity to have someone else meet our needs. We have people that the minute we cry, they're there, you know, mommy, daddy. And for some of you, you may not have had a mama and a dad there, but there was always someone that was sent your way when you needed someone there the most. You always had the opportunity to have someone, uh, for lack of a better choice of words, love you, someone there to comfort you, someone there to heal you when you felt that, you know, where do, I, where do I go from here? What do I do from, you know, from this moment forth? How do I find myself uh, when I feel so lost, when I feel so all alone? How do I get back to the core of who I am? Well, that comes typically through prayer that comes through meditation, that comes through being still, being alert, being aware of the very moment and its value. The problem with those things is how can you relax when you are worried about things and stressed the hell out? I know for a fact um, I've had many, and, and, you know, guys, it's so funny. People come to my office. And like, man, you're Dr. Young. I'm like, well, you know, okay, great. I'm happy to see you too. What you don't know 
is what made me Dr. Young has nothing to do with this guy that you're listening to on the air right now. As a matter of fact, the guy that you're listening to on the air right now has been exactly where you are. I know what it's like more than anybody to feel lost, to feel alone, to feel lonely. I more than anyone know what it's like to wonder, God, do you even hear me? Am I on your radar? Am I a guy that uh, – when can I become this guy that everyone thinks that I am? You know, and I know that's how many of you feel, that you've done all of this stuff right. You've paid your tithes, you went to church, you took a bath, you you did all the stuff that you figured would actually bring some manifestation to your life. And the problem with a lot of our um, uh, with a lot of our quest in life isn't that that these things aren't available to us. It's not that um, God has it out for us. But if if I just be honest with you, a lot of our issues are the fact that we just don't feel like there's hope. We've given up. We go through the motions. Sure, we we say all the right things, and we have the terminology down. We know how to talk and how to uh, put on the facade that we've got it going on and that we're happy. Unfortunately, man, in a lot of ways, nothing could be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, for many of you, the greatest issue isn't with someone else. It's with yourself. It's being able to really take off the mask and stop perpetrating that you are somebody that you're not. It's very difficult when we find ourselves lost in a in a alone in a room where where we're saying to ourselves, "What is our next move? What is the next thing on my to do list?" Because the last thing that was on my to do list, doggone sure, did not work. Well, today I'm going to take you through a series of um, lessons, and we're going to do this in the quick. I know that for an hour long show. That definitely takes uh, longer than what we what we wanted to take, but there are ways that we can get past what is our moment, and that moment for many of you is just being aware that God has a plan, and that plan is so much bigger than what you think. It's so much bigger than what you know. However, the fact that it's bigger. The fact that it's more than what you know does not stop it from existing. I want you to get your pen and paper out today. You're going to get some pointers on how to adequately assess and access God, number one, in, in a couple of different ways. First, I want to clear the air for all you religious nuts out there that think if you rub some olive oil on your hands and you jump up and down and you uh, go kill a chicken and spread his blood in front of somebody or some crazy ritual, that that is going to actually help you to access God. That is going to help you about as much as me uh, putting wings and feathers on my arms jumping off a building and thinking that I'm going to be able to fly because I'm equipped like a bird. That is not how it works. And thank God that's not how prayer works because, to be honest with you, prayer is a spiritual technology. That's right. It is a metaphysical set of apparatus. And and why I said a set, you know, because typically when we use the word set, we are talking about a grouping. Uh, we're talking about an assortment of something, and and it is true. There is an assortment of ways that you can pray. I'm going to give you a few of them to start with because I don't want, when this show is over, for any of you, because I really care about you guys. I mean, when you are in a state where your spirit leaves you to a program like what you're tuned into right now, It's not an accident. It is not happenstance that you're listening to this show right now. As a matter of fact, 
The greater part of your being is what led you to say, you know what, today I'm going to skip doing the cheeseburger. I'm not going to go outside and smoke that cigarette. Uh, I'm not going to get on the phone and and, uh, talk to Boo, and I'm not going to be texting and dialing up the people that I know doggone well God has removed from my life trying to make myself feel better. You are listening to this show because something deep inside of you has guided, urged you, inspired you, instilled a desire for you to act and act now because you need answers to some questions that you do not even know how to ask. Well, here's the first thing. There are some references scripturally, and I'm going to reference the Bible, but if you read the Quran, if you read the I Ching, if you read the Torah, you're going to see very likened statements. And I'm not going to go through, uh, a course, in religious dogma at this point, but I just want you to hear it because I'm going to talk to you, hopefully, in ways that you can really get this. First thing, God knew you before you were ever established in mom's womb. What does that mean? Quite simply, you are a being, you are an ethereal being. You may not feel like it when you look at your light bill and you're saying, man, if I'm so ethereal, how come I can't manifest some money to make this bill go away, right? And I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know it's hard to buy into that when you're sitting there hurting and you just lost your baby. You just lost, uh, you know, my, my daughter lost her baby after being in the hospital for two months carrying this child. She lost it. The baby, uh, Zoe, was born. She lived one day. And at that point, there being a father, there was so much that I wanted to say, but there no words could soothe her, just like no amount of words even from God himself, sometimes will soothe you when your pain is deep enough, when it's cutting to the core, when you are depressed enough, when you are um, feeling abandoned, when you feel like nobody is listening to you. There is nothing that can be said or done other than, in many instances, the presence of a few Ben Franklins, the presence of someone that will not speak again because they are no longer with you, meaning that they have either died or moved on with their lives. There is no amount of talk that can take away the pain and anxiety of laying in a hospital bed while being told you have cancer, while being told uh, you're losing your hearing, your sight, your ability to walk. There is no amount of anything that will make up for the bad news that comes in some envelopes. But I am here to tell you, I'm here to give you proof that every bit of that is divinely orchestrated and working for your good. Sounds so simple in many ways to say that. However, you're talking with and listening to a man that has had many days where I ask myself simply, God, man, if you love me so much and you are so good, why is everything in my life so bad? In hindsight, it's very easy for me to reflect on those occasions from having to bury a mother, having to start over, at age 40 and having lost everything, having fire and hire employees. And, you know, when you're giving people the best that you have to offer, when you're saying, hey, come on, let me go to Neiman's. I'm going to give you a bonus. I'm going to show you I love you. I'm going to show you you matter. And then the same person next uh, week is, uh, is defaming your reputation or saying how much you ain't blank and what you, how jacked up you are. And you go, God, Where are you right now? Where are you when all of these things that are taking place in my life that don't seem all so godly, that don't seem so peace-bound, don't seem so purpose-driven, how can you really hear my prayers? Well, I want to tell you this. 
God hears your prayers. As a matter of fact, he delights when you come to him and ask him to help you. He wants you to have the things that you need, not the things that you think you need, not the things that you want. It is his desire, it is his passion that you get what you need. As a child does not understand a parent telling them, no, you can't have the ice cream right now. No, you can't go where your friends are going. You can't do what they're doing. You can't have what they have. Sometimes when we have prayers that aren't answered or it takes a little bit longer to get what we need than what we think it should or when what we want or expect doesn't show up or doesn't manifest itself in the form, uh, none of that should be confused with God not hearing or answering your prayers. Going further, I want you to get a good grasp on what I'm about to tell you. God hears every prayer, no matter what method of praying you use, no matter what religion you are. So if some moron tells you, you know what, you're a Muslim, God doesn't hear your prayers, tell that fool to go to hell because that's a lie from the pit of hell. So you might join the lie that he just told you. Whenever God says, or some person says to you, correction, that you aren't praying properly, you aren't speaking to God in the right term, uh, I want you to just look at them and say, who died and named you God? Because no man, no man can comprehend the vastness of the expansion that we refer to as God. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get a little scientific with you real quick. If God were what man thought he would be, God would have fingers and toes and a nose. Now, for my, my my brothers and sisters that happen to be Christian, and I am, you know, I practice that that particular avenue toward God and toward divinity. When they say, "Well, Jesus came," Jesus came as a man, and they say, "Well, he was seated on the right hand of the Father." Okay, I get it. I, you know, I believe that. I buy into that. But let me dare tell you. All of you Christians that are listening, quit doing the one thing God is against, and that's judging and condemning other people that don't share your beliefs. Because to be honest, if God were religious, I would have nothing to do with him because he is not religious. He is not a respecter of persons. And though in type and form, he represented himself in many ways. Christianity was just one of the many ways that he has spoken to humanity. Now, if you are stupid enough to believe that just because someone does not believe what you believe or worship that the way you worship, I'm here to give you irrefutable confirmation you are in the presence of a damn fool and you need to get away from them as quickly as possible. And, and here's an example of this. When you want to confirm connectivity with the divine, religious dogma has nothing to do with it. If it if if and and I'm going to use if you guys will indulge me, Christianity is a great premise. Look at the Catholic religion. Look at the Baptists. Look at the Lutherans. Look at the Methodists. Look at all of the Presbyterians. Look at all of these different factions of religion. There is more division on Sunday morning in America in terms of race, gender, and nationality than ever at the United Nations or even the White House itself. The reason being is because people are so stupid that they figure, you know what, uh, you can't wear pants. If you wear pants, you're going to hell. Okay, if you got, if your hair isn't covered, you're going to hell. If you go to work, uh, church and your cleavage is showing, you're going to hell. That is the biggest crock of crap, and I want all of you to understand this. The first step, and write this down. Please write this down. The first step in getting God to answer your prayer is recognizing that he is God. Does that sound Catholic to you? Does that sound Buddhist to you? No. It sounds real because it is real. 
I'm going to quote something, and I'm going to use the Bible to do it because I think this is just an eloquent representation, but by no means is it the only representation of God connecting this intent to mankind. It says, if my people who are called by my name. Now, check that out. Even in the Lord's Prayer, our Father. Hmm. That's God's way of saying that you cannot get so far removed from me that you're not part of me. Our Father, because God loves you. I don't care what race, what religion, what gender. I don't care if you're gay or straight. I don't care if you're black or white. Even that idiot that owns the Los Angeles Clippers, God loves his silly butt too. And and bless, y'all pray for the man because he's definitely in need of it because uh, he's retarded. But but and I'm sorry for those of you that don't like that word retarded. But I'm old school and I'm country, and that's all I can call a man like that. I am not talking about my special needs friends out there. That man is definitely off in the head. But the point is, God even loves him. And if you're as stupid as him, or probably worse, and many of you will, isn't it funny how we're so quick to judge someone else when we don't look at our own stuff? Oh, that'll that that'll go down the road, won't it? But I'm going to keep reading this. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, oh, man. See, another step in getting God to listen to you is acknowledge the fact that you cannot do what he can do and only he can do for you, right? The next thing it says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, oh, wow, isn't that a deep word? What is prayer? You know, I have seen prayer manifest itself in such an awesome way. There was a, uh, I, I'm, you know, I have a master's degree in metaphysics, and I study consistently, incessantly, how can I become one with my creator? How can I be in step with the divine purpose of my life? And while pursuing those studies, which I have put hundreds of hours into, really going into the thousands of hours, I was best uh, entertained when um, a gentleman was doing some research. And in in his study, he discovered uh, that by looking at different religions, he would go on a pilgrimage to really find out what is the source and who is getting this prayer thing right, who is actually coming close to manifestation when it comes to seeking a higher understanding about purpose and about self. And that's really the only reason any of us pray. It's uh, The problem is what gets us to put attention toward it. But the real thing is the problem is only a mechanism. And that's when I said a set of things, your problems are part of the set, mind you. Greg Braden is a brilliant scientist. Just I love Greg. He's really a cool dude. Greg went, um, you know, to Tibet, and he was studying the chants and the prayers of you can't get any more spiritual and holy than giving up everything. And for, and for fellas, giving up sex and women, I can't even imagine giving up women. Man, you guys are like God's flowers, right? But these brothers get deep with it. They go up in a monastery, man, and they put women and they give up uh, clothing and money and all things that matter to us, like Bentleys and keys to the right cars. And I, So Greg is up there with these cats, and he's looking at this abbot, and, and I'm talking about these brothers are so deep on uh, these monasteries up there that they levitate. And I'm not talking about David Blaine and uh, uh, Chris Angel, Mind Freak. I'm talking about these dudes levitate now while they pray and they can pierce stuff in them. And we're, and I'm going to talk about a lot of that shortly. But So Greg asked this guy, he said, this abbot, which abbot, is, and if you're familiar with church structures, he's a higher ranking than a bishop. You know, he's beneath the Dalai Lama, but he's higher than a bishop. A bishop wishes he could reach that type of a Zen state in oneness with transcendence, right? So he asked me, he says, man, when I see you guys light the incense, 
and I see you guys say these chants, and I hear you guys do the um and the meditative things and the rituals. What is it that you're doing when I see you prayer? And Abbott looked at him and he laughed and he said, that is so foolish. He said, because you cannot see your prayer. So when we think that Brother Cantaloupe and Sister Watermelon is, you know, falling out and, and sprinkling water on you. And, you know, I've seen, uh, I even read an article. I swear this is not made-up stuff, people. You know when it's this goofy, it can't be made up. This doggone priest in South America was taking the sweaty draws and wiping people with them, man. I swear I'm not making this up, right? And, and people are coming to this moron thinking they're going to get healed. Child, I wish you would take your sweaty, musty, soil underpants and wipe me. I swear I would be so everything but godly with you. But let me let me just take it further. The, the, uh, pardon me, y'all. You pray for me. You know I'm off. But the truth is the, the things that we think we see in prayer are nothing but mechanisms to position us for transcendence. As a matter of fact, the word him comes from the Latin hymen, you know, and, and a hymen, for those of you, you probably have, don't know what a virgin is, especially if you live in the United States and it's uh, Europe in 2014, that's probably a virgin. What is that? Is that a child? More than likely, it's probably someone under the age of 10. But the truth is, a, a, a him, hymen, is the reason why it's associated with virginity is because it's a veil that protects the entrance to the vagina. In other words, the vagina is pure with a virgin because it has not been touched of man. And when we sing a hymn, just when a man uh, penetrates a virgin sexually, the intimacy is because he's broken through a place that was sacred and holy. So when we sing a hymn, we're breaking through to a holy place in order to connect with divinity, right? So that's what the abbot told Greg. He was like, dude, what you are looking – well, I'm quite sure the, the guy didn't say dude. He probably would be like, dude, what is dude? But, he, you know, he said – when he said that, what he was telling us and, – and I want you to hear this right now because I'm tired of my folks being stuck on stupid the point of breakthrough, the point of transcendence, the communicating with God has nothing at all to do with religion. As a matter of fact, the truth be told, the point of breakthrough has to do with you positioning yourself and doing so in such a tangible, in such a real, in such a connected way that you have removed your fleshly state. You've heard this before. To be absent in the body is to be present with God, right? And typically that's said at a funeral by some preacher because he's trying to work y'all up into falling all over the casket and wanting to get in the grave with Big Mama Neil, okay? Truth is, People really don't die. I'll get into that later, too. But the, the real truth is what is going on is your transcendence and your connection to where you want to be and what you are seeking in terms of life, in terms of awareness, and in terms of um, all of these things that have been promised to you lies in you being able to separate your view of what is taking place in your life, what is going beyond the circumstances that have held you hostage, what is allowing you to see things in a dimension that only God could do. With, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, 
I've got a, a special song from this uh, this young lady that won Sunday Best a couple of years ago. And, Tasha, this, this is one thing I want you to know that, um, and I'm not saying Tasha, Tasha P is the person that's singing this, but this is something I want you to hear, and I want you to pay attention to this, because what God has done in, through, and around you, and what he has done in the circumstances that are bringing you to this prayer state, the circumstances that are leading you into a situation where you finally are broken down, where you're finally listening, and that you're finally paying attention to God is because your prayers are being answered, and really, he's bringing out the best in you. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. Check this out, and we'll be right back. Can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. Oh, 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 oh. Can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. I thought that I'd make it. Oh, 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 oh. I thought I was doing just fine. Yeah, yeah. But when my heart was breaking. They're just in time I never knew That life could feel this way Oh, what a change Your love has made You bring out the best in me Always the best And I just wanna, I just wanna thank you You bring out Circumstances that you find yourself in are definitely a part of its orchestration, as well as its birthing process. I want you to liken that to a seed. And you're going, Dr. D, are you hungry because it's lunchtime again? Yes, I am, but this will make sense in a minute. The seed and an apple represents the things that are being birthed in you. Let's just make, draw a parallel. You're the seed, right? The apple is the world. As we look at the world, we can easily be in contact with the with it because it surrounds us. You you know the 
where you live, how you're feeling, who's present, how, what you were birthed into, you know, all of that, you have nothing to do with it. You just, you know, you came out, so you think you have nothing to do with it, but just for this illustration, let's play like you don't. You came out a mom. You came out black, white. You came out looking predisposed to being left-handed, right-handed, being an emotional or thinking personality. All of this stuff, you really didn't have a say-so in it, right? So you think. After a while, one little scoop of dirt gets thrown on you, and that's you come in and the doctor slaps your butt, right? You, you're here now. All of a sudden, this incubative environment, this warm place that you were accustomed to, where you were protected from everything, it's gone. In order to feel warm, you must be clothed. And as you get a little bit older, the things that people applauded you doing, like going to the pot, you know, everybody applauded when you went to the potty. Now you you better go to the pot. You know, if you don't, you're probably going to end up being really looked at funny and itching. And then after you got a little bit older, you you started realizing that everybody did not love you or think you was cute. You know, and, you know, I've seen some babies that were not cute, but y'all ain't finna write me, so I'll get off that right away. But when, you know, you get older and you realize, okay, this person that I really like doesn't really like me, and these people that I'm really working so hard to get their attention don't pay me any attention at all, and then you get a little bit older and you start realizing that there's so much about life that the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. And you come to this point where, like that seed in that apple, you feel that, you know, everybody's eating everything up around you. And here you are left laying there by yourself. And what does somebody do with you when you feel all alone and left? by yourself, they go throw your butt in a hole. And, and many of you right now have been tossed into an emotional hole. You were in a hole because someone left you that you love, whether they left you because they wanted to or their time was up and their purpose was served for life. They left you. Others of you feel that no matter what you do, how high you jump and how low you bend over, you can never just do anything good enough to satisfy the very people, persons, or uh, um, organizations that you've given your dedication to in life towards serving. And yet others of you, despite all your going to the gym, despite all the many diets you have been on, your behind is still big as a house, or you still got sick and got cancer, or you you know, have something wrong with you. Some of you have not slept with anybody, and some fool has given you HIV, herpes, uh, cooties, or whatever it is you've got. And you're asking yourself, God, why have I been thrown into this terrible, dark, empty, lonely, frustrating place? <laughs> you Right now, you need to thank God for that. And I'm going to tell you why. That apple, this, and, and again, lack, lack, just liking you to the seed, you don't know what's in you until you get deposited. And, and, and you have to be deposited in certain circumstances in order for you to manifest your potential. When you looked at that apple, you could see how many seeds were in the apple, but you could not tell how many apples were in the seed until you put it in a place where it can feel some pressure. So the question is, how do you know your prayers are being answered? Well, I'm going to give you one hint. Do you feel like you're under a lot of pressure? How do you know your prayers are being answered? Do you, I'll give you another hint. Have you been put in a situation where you can't get yourself out of it and no matter what and how much you don't like it, you have to get some help from somebody and probably people you don't even care for or someone that you really did not want to ask again for help because you just asked them for help last week, last month, last year. You haven't even paid them back, and here you are again with, with you know, looking like Droopy the dog, with your hand out, looking down at the ground, feeling just less than less could feel. Of course, that's how God works. If 
will you revisit what I just said a moment ago? There was this text and it said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, here comes this next thing, seek my face. Well, how? You just heard me tell you God doesn't have a face. I know for many of you, especially Southern Negroes, you have that picture of white Jesus, as Uncle Ruckus would say, hanging up in Big Mama's kitchen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not really Jesus no more than Charleston Heston is Moses. <laughs> you know, it ain't happening. That is, that is an image. And I'm going to tell you, iconography is something that we see all the time because it gives us a connection that we can relate to as human beings. Here's the greatest iconography. Remember the little smiley face when you go to Walmart? So when you walk in Walmart, the prices are so cheap that it will make you smile. That is how God speaks to us. We can't comprehend that this ethereal being is vast and timeless and ageless. He cannot be contained. He cannot be limited. He cannot be captured. He cannot be influenced. He cannot be persuaded. He cannot die. He cannot be compromised. I mean, when you think of even the closest description of God is he is the depth cast upon the perception on the face of the abyss. That's some deep stuff. The depth cast upon the perception to, come on, man, what, I mean, can you even comprehend that? If you can, you are lying because that is incomprehensible, and that's how God is. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. If you find yourself in circumstances where the things that you want, you don't have because your creator is giving you what you need. If you haven't gotten what you expected when you expected to receive it, or if it's taking longer than you think, it's because God's view of your life is vertical. It is not linear. And for those of you that go, what the hell does that mean? Real simple. Picture traffic. If you are stuck on whatever interstate, 75, 85, if you're up in D.C. or uh, in Atlanta or somewhere, uh, if you're on I-5 in California, wherever the hell you are, if you're on some little road in Jamaica and the traffic is backed up, you cannot see beyond what is in front of you because you have a linear view. However, if you are listening to the radio, and that traffic copter happens to fly by and says, hey, you might want to get off at the next exit because it's blocked. That's what God is doing with you. He is seeing your life from an altitude that you could not easily perceive yourself. There's no way you could get up there because you're trapped where you are. You're trapped in your body. You're trapped in your flesh. You're, you're confined to humanity. Divinity and humanity may kiss every now and then, and they may be intertwined, but one cannot traverse the other. You cannot go from one side back to the other and back and forth. It doesn't work that way. That's the other reason, and that's the other bit of evidence that your prayers are being answered. Now, going further, many people say, well, D, how do you know as God, man? How do you, how can you really be sure that is God. Real simple. Has someone ever called your phone? They say, hey, it's me. Your response? Hey, how you doing? Now, back that up for a minute. Why did you know who that was? The answer is just obvious for many of us because you recognize the person's voice. It didn't take Einstein to figure that one out, right? Let's dig deeper. You recognize that voice because it was familiar. Hey, now we're really knocking on the door. It was familiar. It was familiar because you communicate with that individual on a consistent basis. It was familiar because when they talk, you listen. It was familiar because when you shut up, 
you pay attention to the pitch, the tone, and the inflection in their voice. As a matter of fact, especially for you beautiful women that are listening, and I want to give a shout-out to all my sisters that are listening to this show right now. How you doing today, girl? But the truth is, when you hear your child's cry, and your child is playing with a whole bunch of other kids all at the same time, and you hear your baby let out a cry or yell out, Mama, the reason you can identify your child's voice is because you have paid attention to it. You've heard this voice develop from the coup to nonsensical phrasing and words to strung together sentences to now I wish you'd shut up. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you guys feel. I mean, you know, I'm not being politically correct because God is not a politician. But sometimes y'all wish God would shut up, especially when he starts talking to you in a way you don't want to hear it. When he starts allowing the things you're doing to be echoed and reflected in your life because other people keep reminding you, well, you just said this. You just did that. That is God talking to you. He's using people. When your money's funny, when you can't get where you got, when he's got this fool out of your life, what is your silly behind go do? Drag him right back into your life. And you sitting up here crying over somebody God's trying to remove from you. Somebody, I don't understand why they do, do me like this. And all of this stuff that you do, that is God speaking to you, but you don't want to hear it. Another proof is, and, I, and I, again, I'm using men. Men, aren't you so aware when that woman says, we need to talk? What happens with you right then? You're thinned, you, you just, you, you've been constructed the end. You invented the Star Trek force field that goes around ears, right? You don't want to hear it. You don't want to see it. Yeah, okay. And you either get defensive, you walk out, or you may sit there with this placating smile and you don't hear nothing because you're watching the game, whatever it is. And see, you do, we do the exact same thing when God's trying to talk to us and we don't want to hear what he's saying. But that's another proof that he answered your prayers. Going even a step further, there are conditions that you need to meet before your prayer can be answered. Don't confuse that with God needs your help. He does not need your help, right? However, how can you receive something unless you are properly positioned to take it. If I tell you I want you to carry a heavy object from the doorway out to the car and you look at me and you're like, dude, I can't even get my hands to pick that up. But all of a sudden I bring you a dolly, right? And you slide that lip of the dolly and get someone to push it back. You can roll it with ease to from point A to point B. A lot of reasons why many of you have not gotten your prayer answered. And, yes, I'm talking to you right now that is going, God ain't hearing me. Yes, he is hearing you. But you have not positioned yourself for what you're asking for to come your way. You want a new lover. You want a new man. You want a new woman. You don't even love yourself. How can you love someone else? And you think you love yourself, but if you do love yourself, how come you keep eating all that stuff that ain't good for you? How can you love yourself? Like if you love your car, you don't go and put a diesel gas in an engine that burns regular gasoline, do you? But you keep putting diesel food when you need to be eating better. Hint, you want a man, but you know doggone well you are mean as a undercover wombat. You make the Tasmanian devil look like a pet bunny. You gossip. You talk about folks. You're mean-spirited. You, everything that happens in your life is somebody else's fault. God is answering your prayer but not sending someone to you. Why should he when you finally meet someone that would be perfect for you? If he allowed you to meet him right now, you'd only run him off. That lie that you keep telling about who you are when you know that's more about who you are not, He's answered your prayer. Another thing that I want you to think about is it says the pure in heart will see God. 
Your deeds will never be pure, homie, so don't even sweat it. I, I, let me give you a firsthand example. Every day I curse. Okay, let me stop lying. I curse a lot of times during the day. Okay, well, I just lied again. I curse too much. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But you can't make fun of me because you eat too much and you gossip too much and, you you know, you just mean or you're judgmental. You don't do anything wrong. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You don't curse. But you just sit down and look down on everybody else because they don't have your boring life, right? Get your heart right. If you want manifestation in your life, you must position yourself. You must show yourself approved. Often what we fail to do, adequate time alone and, the, and there's this thing where it said my people should pray, right? And one reason we feel that our prayers aren't being answered is because, let me give you in, hey, Dodo, you stop praying. And you heard this term where it says pray without ceasing. That does not mean walking around bowing your head all the time. That is, no. What that means is there's another word for pray, P-R-E-Y. We associate that with hunting and with an animal stalking. It's prey or preying on something. As we look at that, I'm going to take it a step further, and this is Dr. D. Yvonne Young's opinion, so don't write me. Why would the universe, why would your creator, why would God himself give you more when you haven't done anything with that which you already have? Have you taken what you've been given. And for some of you, you keep measuring with the wrong cup. You're measuring something that's a liquid when you need to be measuring something that is a gas. Some of you are trying to measure something that's a gas when you really need to measure something that's linear. In other words, just because you've got one area of your life right, what about the ones that you have yet to correct? Have you thought about that? Have you really thought and come to the conclusion that true prayer cannot take place without humility and without an attitude of thanksgiving? Yes, God is answering your prayer. And in many ways, he is answering your prayer by what he doesn't allow in your life that you requested. I understand that for some, and perhaps you, you're saying, well, all I want to do is pay my bills. All I want to do is take care of my children. All I want to do is not be a burden to my friends and my family. I just I just want to be independent. As a matter of fact, I just want to be loved. I, I want someone to love me, man, the way that I love other people. Here's, here's the real deal, okay? You got to love yourself the way that you want others to love you. Uh, you feel you may be doing that, right? Let me show you how wrong you really are. If you really loved yourself, you would understand the consequences of karma when you go and gossip and, and backstab your neighbors. If you really loved yourself, you would quit smoking weed and going and getting that fake hair glued up in your head. You would actually look in the mirror and take those fake contacts out sometimes. I'm not saying, I'm not knocking that you can't get your hair weaved. I mean, you know, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't wear colored contacts. That's cool, too. But when, when these things that you want to have start to have you, do you really love yourself? The thing says, love one another as I have yet loved you, Dave. But are you really loving externally the way that God is loving you internally? Sometimes you cannot have two things. It says, how long can a man serve two masters, right? <laughs> because sooner or later you're going to betray one or the other or both. The two masters that I'm really wanting you to focus on is your flesh and your spirit. You either trust that God is doing this work in your life or you don't. You have to believe in 
You have to trust him. You have to know him. These things that you are seeking, these confirmations that you want from God are ever-present. When you ask God, are you yet with me, your first confirmation is you woke your crunchy butt up this morning. That's right. You got up. You just woke up, and, and you take that for granted. You got up, and you were able to sit on the side of the bed. I'm going to give you this one. Man, I had this, uh, this fluid in my inner ear, and you're talking about the worst feeling. I know y'all ain't never been drunk. Stop lying. You know you have, most of you. But it's like that drunk where you start promising God, I'll never do this again, and if you just let me sober up. I had this fluid in my inner ear in the vegetables, you know, where you have this little, uh, this fluid that gives you your sense of balance and what have you. It's just, it, uh, I had a negative pressure in my ear. And I got up, and, and it was kind of like, I'm like, okay, God, I know most things that happen to me. you got something to do with it. What's up with this? And, you know, I, maybe it's just me being optimistic, but God was showing me, dude, you take for granted, just get up. And I do. And, and, and many of you, you're, you're crying out for wealth and riches. However, do you know the value of what you already have in just having your health and your strength? Because there's no amount of money that can really buy that. Do you know the value that you have that you can be bored? Because if you're bored, that means that nothing is wrong. Do you know the value that you have when someone will tell you the truth about yourself? When someone actually gives you an offering that will help you move forward by saying, you know, you're a real a-hole. You know that you need to call your mother, your brother, your sister. You need to forgive that person that you're angry with. As a matter of fact, you are sitting up and you're in church and you're falling all out on the floor, acting like you done lost your damn mind. You're doing all of this stuff, and then you can't be kind to someone because you're holding a grudge. You say that you want God to bless you, but you just called your wife out of her name. You just backstabbed and betrayed and talked about the man that's in your life by telling your girlfriend who's probably trying to screw him behind your back how sorry he is or how he bores you. See, God is answering your prayers. The problem is you don't know how to properly perceive it. I'm going to give you a few things I I want you to take with you today. The first thing is really simple, and I, and this is something that if you don't mind, I want you to write this one, these things down. Get your pen, get your paper, go ahead. I want you to know that God, your creator, whether you call him Jesus, Yahweh, Allah, Whatever you call God doesn't really matter because I'm quite sure his name is not what you probably think it is anyway. It's just we've been given terms so we could attach it to his, to his presence. He, he does know what's best for you, and he knows what would not be good for you. Just as you, being an aunt, an uncle, a mother, father, even a friend, know that you, your friends, your children, your nieces, your nephews, even your parents, often want things that are just simply not good for them. And you try to reason with them and tell them why they shouldn't do it. And they don't listen, just like when God tries to reason with you, you don't listen. And then as a parent or as an aunt or an uncle, as a caregiver for for someone elderly, you don't let them have their way, and they do not care for you when that happens in the same way God does you. You want these things that you don't need, that you shouldn't have, that is absolutely not good for you. And he doesn't allow you to have it. And then you say that God is being mean and you just you turn your back on him, but he never turns his back on you. And then in the same way, God gives you what is best for you, but like a little kid that wants birthday cake instead of his green beans, you don't want to accept what's being put before you that will nourish and enrich your life. Right away, I want you to be aware that that which you seek is equally seeking you. If you are to find it, 
maybe you need to close your physical eyes and start looking through your spiritual eyes. Like that Abbott told my boy Greg, he said, you keep looking at all of these things that we do. You look at the hymns. You look at people going to church on Sunday. You look at people paying their tithes. You know, some of y'all are so stupid. You done ordered a bottle of oil from the television set thinking if you put this money. <laughs> I don't know. What in the hell is money blessing spray? Why ain't it always? You know that spray that had that Indian on the can? Never mind. You had to be country as hell to know what that is. But, you know, and she actually had money blessing spray or burning all these damn candles. Woman, well, damn near burn our house down, burning all these candles. Let me tell you something. Those things aren't going to get you any closer to the angels that are giving chase over you or to God than scratching your butt and whistling Yankee Doodle. To be really truthful with you, if you really want to connect with God, there was this simple thing that he said. He said, be still and know that I'm God. And that's what I want you to take with you today. If you would just be still, look at everything around you, the good and the bad, and especially that which is getting on your last nerve and that which you do not like. And ask, okay, what is it in my character that you're working on right now? Are you teaching me to be more compassionate, to be more understanding? Are you teaching me to be more humble, to be more appreciative? Because until you get those things right, what you're asking God for, you will not receive. And those of you that are praying that God help you win the lottery, get off your sorry behind because faith without works is dead, man. You have a gift and a talent that nobody else has but you. And other people may have a version of it, but they don't have it the way you have it. And get away from these folk. You know, there's this last, this other thing is that when you listen to people more than you pay attention to the Holy Spirit and more than you pay attention to the voice within you, which is God. That's God, too. God comes in so many forms to you. And I'm not talking about the voices you hear after you've been drinking and smoking weed. I'm talking about real voices that you really can't hear with your ear, but you hear them with your feelings and with your emotions. When you hear these voices, the last confirmation that it is God is they will never tell you anything that harms another person. Even in war, if you have to fight, you will never kill innocent people. You will never steal. You will never be deceitful with the intent of hurting anyone. You will never have to take from someone else so that you may gain. And never will a blessing on someone else stop you from being blessed because whatever God did for them, he will do for you. Now, let me do some housekeeping real quick. Um, For those of you that have signed up at the Dr. D. Von Young website, If you got an email yesterday, what we're doing is we're setting up our email system so that you will get these shows and get access to content and private offerings and all of that kind of stuff, private webinars that you can't pay to attend. We we will invite you, and if you don't have the code, I don't care if you got $1,000, you can't attend because it was really up. I'm a firm believer that God does everything for you. And only you, and he does it in such a way that money can't buy it and no one can stop you from having it. However, if you don't seek wisdom and understanding and if you don't heed these instinctual urges that you have, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of stuff. And I'm going to be talking about this uh, on Sunday's show. I have a a doctor that's joining me on that show that's a pharmacist that has developed a a whole line of natural things. And I'm saying all that to say that sometimes you're trying to artificially make things happen that are organic. And by organic, I mean things that don't require you to do anything, just be you. You dig? So make sure that today you take a good look at your life. Take the time to understand what's going on and why. And God, believe it, Pastor and told you don't do this. The hell with Pastor. He's an idiot. You can't question God, and you can't ask God why. And he will tell you if you will just be still 
and listen. Anyway, with all of that said, uh, we're going to get ready to wrap this up. I want you to definitely go to Dr. Devon Young on Facebook, hit the like button. This is the last day for that contest. I want to thank everyone for entering it. Uh, the other thing is uh, you can't win if you didn't enter, and if you did enter, we will be contacting you over the next few weeks to give you the prizes and let you know that you won, and we're not secretive about this stuff. If you look at the website and you look at the contest, you will see if you won. You'll see your positioning, and you will be getting notified from my team within the next 30 days as to your awards, and we're not like fake companies. We are actually going to give the prizes out, okay? Um, And I want to tell you I love you. If no one else has told you that, I'm telling you I love you. Now, make sure that when you look in the mirror, you tell yourself the same thing, too. I will talk to you on Sunday. Tune in at 730. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Now, go have an awesome day. Bye now.